Hello, I'm your host, Angelina Jenis, and this is the CXCast. Today, joining us to share her CX journey at her organization is Jen Lang, VP of Enterprise Customer Experience and Consumer Insights at TD Bank. Jen, thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to have you. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, let's get right into this. Where are you in your CX journey as an organization at TD? I would say there's probably not an end to this journey. (laughs) I think we're certainly definitely on our way. And in some areas, I think we're actually quite mature. But in other areas, we're still rather undeveloped. And so I would say that's largely because, you know, both customer and organizational needs have continued to change. And our teams have really been adapting to meet those needs. And so, you know, as I look at where we're at, I think about our approach in the past as being a bit more tactical in nature. And I actually don't think that's a bad thing. And so let me give you an example. Historically and currently, we have really, really strong measurement in the space of understanding our master brand and our transactional and touch point experiences with customers. And that's been in place for a couple of decades. And so these measurements are actually quite robust. They're well understood, well socialized and actioned. And in fact, our touch point CX is, is like an engine, right? We get near real time feedback from our customers. It gets piped into the frontline leaders, they coach colleagues, and they continuously improve the experience. So I'd say that's a well-oiled machine. And that Touchpoint CX is also embedded in every single colleague's incentive compensation. So in all those areas, I think we really have a strong foundation and we're well, you know, well mature. But I would say over the last three years that I've been in this role, we've really been focused in three areas to kind of move along the journey of customer experience. And, And the three areas we've been focused on are really around building a more strategic and holistic view or or call it a framework for how to think about customer experience and how it kind of connects across different levels of the customer needs and expectations. And so we've been now looking at not just brand, but What's the overall relationship? How does that connect across customer journeys and then into touch points? And so a little bit more of a full funnel view of the overall experience and how that all connects. And then we've been kind of building out a little bit of a framework around listen, learn, and act. And that brings me to the second area we're focused on, which is, you know, measurement and insights and where are you sourcing feedback? In the past, we were really heavily reliant on our custom CX measurement and syndicated benchmark studies, which is super important still today, but there's a vast array array of sources of information that we can tap into today that are both solicited and unsolicited, stated and observed behavior. So we're just getting more sophisticated and in bringing in more sources of data that we can use to better understand the holistic experiences that we are delivering and our customers are experiencing. So we've been spending, I'd say, the last you know, two to three years bringing in other types of data sources so that we can then use the same tools to analyze and synthesize the data and insights that then allows us to take action, which is where we are today. And so on measurement, we're you know, making our way through on data sources. We've been ingesting lots of data sources, but where I would say we are today is how to better drive action across the organization. It's a well-oiled machine on customer-facing groups. We don't have that machine and that engine in the rest of the organization. And so being able to ingest all that data and then get those insights to the people who can make a difference inside the rest of the organization is exactly where we are today on our journey. And we're going to build that engine across the rest of the organization. I like how you're thinking about this because 
didn't want to take on too much data at once um, without actually deriving insight from all of those data sources. And you had it at this front lines local level, you had that touch point, but then that becomes the what's driving us locally. It isn't what's governing us globally. So building that out in a strategic way, is there an overall vision that's driving this? I mean, other than this just being very pragmatic, is there a vision that makes it specific to TD's approach and your approach? I think our vision ultimately is to, you know, really try to get ahead of where our customer needs are. I think today we're in a bit of a reactive mode where we're trying to understand, you know, where the frictions are, how do we fix those frictions? But I think our vision is to really get ahead of this and anticipate the needs and expectations of our customers and actually be able to deliver that before perhaps they are asking for it. I'd say that's the longer term vision. For us to get there, we just need to get more sophisticated with truly understanding what customers need. It's very difficult different, right? What you want from a touch point transaction, if you're coming into branch or calling the contact center is one thing. What you want more holistically from your overall relationship with your financial institution is actually quite different. And so being able to understand those things and calibrate them and then ultimately forecast out, okay, here's what we believe our customers need from us is probably my, my overall vision of where I'd like us to be. And is that the story that you've been telling other senior leaders to kind of bring them along? Is that what is resonating with them? I think having, for sure, having uh, an overall view, I'd say the organization has an overall commitment uh, as well on customer experience. And so I think bringing them along, I think our, our leaders have been in a place where we believe very, very deeply that customer experience is how we're going to differentiate in this in the space is quite commoditized. And it's actually how historically we've differentiated ourselves from, from the rest of the pack. But we kind of lost a little bit of that. And so I, I think we're all engaged and we know where we want to be. The question is, how do we get there? Where are we today and how are we going to get back to kind of a leadership space and customer experience? And I think we're wholeheartedly committed and we're kind of working our way through that. My sense is that you're balancing both being very specific and tactical, prioritizing specific touch points to improve, but then also zooming up to this high level vision, this holistic view and striking that balance is there a way that you can help leaders prioritize or think about what they should focus on? I think you, you said it quite rightly, which is you actually need to balance both of those pieces. I think if you're too tactical, it's good in that you're be able, able to drive some really on the ground local kind of action, but you're not clear on where you're going as an organization and what's that kind of North Star and thematically, what are the things we need to be working on that are going to matter most to customers? And so I, I do think we've been trying to tell that narrative so that we thematically know, you know, where we are and where we're going. But then really importantly, what are the tangible actions we can take every day to get us closer to that goal, goalpost? And so I think that's been quite the journey to kind of be able to bring those pieces together. And I think the narrative is really important. For us, we have a clear aspiration around our customer experience and our brand, which is to build lifelong fans. Like we really want to build kind of a fandom, lifelong fans. And we know how we're going to do that. And we have strategic priorities now set out against that. That has actually been shared across the whole of the organization. It's relevant for every single business, every function, every area. And that matters. It can't be so unique that it doesn't feel like it fits across different types of businesses and channels. Got it. And what sort of mindset shifts are you hoping to see as you project this out? 
I think inherently the mindset shift, I would say it's a cultural shift we're trying to drive, which is one of customer obsession. I think we have a lot of foundational elements where we have pieces where customer kind of shows up. But if you really, really want to be one of those leading CX organizations, it has to be ingrained in how you operate, how you think. It Day in, day out, everything you're doing is in service of something. And in this case, in service of, you know, delivering an exceptional customer experience and helping our customers actually get to better uh, financial outcomes. And so I, my dream is to build a really sustainable model that if I'm not here, my team's not here, this organization can continue to sustain that kind of mindset and thinking. And, in, and that takes embedding. You can't have all the work that we're doing today sit outside of how we operate. So it has to be pulled in and embedded in how we operate across all areas of this organization. I think one of the opportunities of having you come on and tell all is to hear a little bit of specifics around how you are embedding CX into key areas of the business. Can you share something specific around that? Yeah, I would say one thing we've done, which is quite new, about a year now. CX at TD is a bit of a hub and spoke model. So we have a hub in terms of central groups, enterprise groups like my own where we're kind of really looking across the organization to say, where are we and where are we going? Set that strategy. But you can't own CX. No one owns CX. We must all own CX, it is my view. And so the spoke model is where we actually have CX practitioners that actually sit across the channels. But a year ago, we realized that there are no CX practitioners in the businesses themselves. So there were central groups. There was groups across all the channels, whether it was branch and contact center and digital. But we just didn't have the CX expertise at the business tables. And boy, that's a gap, right? If you think about they're the ones driving the products, the services, the business strategies. And so a year ago, we stood up a practice called the CX advisor practice. And those practitioners and experts are actually deployed and they work every day inside the business. In, they're part of the business. And so we're now, they're still part of our team. And they leverage the expertise from across the rest of my COEs, but they live and breathe in the journeys. And so they're at those leadership conversations. They're at those discussions around prioritization. They sit in the pods in Scaled Agile to make sure they're bringing the voice of the customer to the kind of decisions that we're making every day. That is a huge organizational shift to have CX at the table in the business. And I would say we're still kind of working through how do we operate? How, you know, what do we do? How do we bring that insight? But I think that's a massive change that is going to benefit the whole of the organization. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever feel like it's going to get almost too big? Like, do you have to give up a little bit of control here for CX management? Yeah. I think you do, actually. And I, and I think, you know, control is an interesting word. I think we enable the organization. I, I don't ever, hopefully our partners also don't see it as, as a control piece. But for me, we want to set a clear vision and aspiration for where we're going. We, we want to then do the work to help align the businesses and really be clear around what, what we're going after. And then it absolutely is the businesses and the channels and the functions that are going to bring it to life. And so to me, it's this really important partnership and how we actually deliver across the organization. Before we were sort of joking about how TD was the first to get the pens off the chains, <laughs> yes. you know, trust the customer. They're not trying to steal all of your pens. And if they take a pen home, great. Some branded swag for them. Awesome. Fast forward a little bit. How, how else have you been focused on the customer experience? I think one thing we talk a lot about at TD is that brand and CX are two sides of the same coin. 
and, and we really deeply believe this. We believe that the brand is the promise you make to the market and the CX is how you deliver on and keep that promise in every single touch point. For me, what's really exciting that we've done in the last year is we've actually aligned the brand and CX aspiration and the brand and CX strategic pillars. And I say that because it's, it's for me, it's quite an accomplishment because in the past, they were actually separate things. But why, mm. why are they separate things if we truly believe that brand and CX are one and the same? So we have one overarching aspiration, which is to build lifelong fans. And in my global CMO spoke uh, openly about this with Strategy Magazine. So I know it's publicly available, but we have three areas of focus that we've now aligned the whole of the organization. And that's, that was built through a lot of analytics uh, and insight work, but it is the pillars of making it easy, creating value and delivering trusted advice. We know inherently if we can win in those three critical kind of areas that we will win in customer experience. And so we have alignment now. We call it EVA. Of course, you have to have a fun acronym. And so we are wholly focused on delivering against EVA across the whole of the organization. That's awesome. And I actually have a professional question for you then. I mean, you've talked about brand, you've talked about measurement. Were these all skills you had coming up as a CX leader or were, were there growth opportunities there? Definitely growth opportunities. I think my, my background in particular is one of stats and marketing. <laughs> so perhaps well positioned from an insights perspective. So I come, came up through kind of cons, uh, insights, you know, consulting companies, different leading different insights teams in t- different types of categories. So had that kind of base, but learning brand, I think, has definitely been something that I've learned throughout my career. And then broader marketing and how that all comes together, because marketing has a huge role to play in delivering for the customer. We do billions of touch points uh, with our customers. And so each one of those touch points is, in fact, an experience in and of itself. And so I think for me, it's been learning how does brand and CX actually connect? How do you think about brand? Because brand is more than just customers, right? It's the market. It's it's the overall perceptions of your organization. So that's been a learning journey, most certainly. And then really, how does marketing, as marketing has evolved to be a science and an art, how does that also come into play as you think about that in context of CX has, has been all a bit of learning for me as well. Do you have any points of pride in terms of what you've been building out for brand and CX performance? I think that alignment, aligning a whole of the organi- an organization the size of ours is no easy feat. And, and I think, you know, we align them on an aspiration, but that was built through deep analytics and insight work and, you know, and, you know, factor analysis, all kinds of stuff to get to something that we know, in fact, if we deliver, we'll actually move the dial. And I think that's super important from a science perspective is that the behaviors that we're asking for or the things that we're trying to drive will actually drive real uplift as it relates to customer experience. And and that has been an area that we've been really kind of doubling down on in the last year is can we forecast CX uplift in a really scientific way? And, you know, all things may not be, you know, math-based, but some things can be. And, and I do think having a bit of science behind how you come up with these frameworks and priorities and what to invest in is actually quite important. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that cause and effect can feel really rare when you're asking an organization to do something that feels totally new. And there's all these other components that go into it, like culture change, where you may not be sure exactly what the ROI of the behavior change is, but if it all ladders up to and fits within a model that you can forecast, then that can be really powerful. 
I agree. You don't want to lose yourself in forecasting and business casing because I, I can I see that happening as well in organizations. But you need enough to know that there's some solid, solid facts behind, you know, you know, what we're asking the organization to align to. Absolutely. And we, we always say even the tightest business case has a bunch of assumptions, which is great. Use those assumptions. So, okay. Wow. We've flown through this. What's next? What's next for you, your team, your organization? I'd say we're still on a little bit of that journey. So for, for me, as I think about the this, this year and the next year, we have to continue to round out our holistic measurement, right? We're on our way. We have like a really good foundation. We're building relationship and journey measurement. I'd say journey measurement is a space that we're building a lot of custom measurement because there isn't a lot that exists in the market. And each of our customers' journeys might be different from another organization. So that's a really interesting space in terms of, one, how you look at the overall journey end-to-end, and two, how you're identifying those real moments that matter, moments of truth. And ultimately, how do you make sure you're delivering against the brand and your promise in those moments? So to me, the journey space is is continuing to evolve and develop. And so we'll continue to build out you know, a more holistic measurement framework. We're going to continue to look at data sources and make sure we're bringing in really meaningful data, like call transcripts, right? There's tons of of valuable data in our call listening. And for me, this outer loop mechanism, you know, we can't sustain, you know, great CX as an organization if it's only our frontline customer facing colleagues that are, you know, continuing to improve. The whole of this organization needs to have this engine of, okay, what is the issue of the day? How do I help solve it? And how do I, in my role, no matter who I am, how do I make a difference for customers every day? And that is, to me, how we'll make a sustainable kind of long-term improvement in CX. And then irritants and complaints. We've been on quite a journey on irritants and complaints. We started last March, really focused on, you know, what is the root causes that are causing complaints? What are those really annoying customer frictions and irritants? And how do we actually solve those at pace? There's never been the momentum I've seen across uh, this organization around solving irritants. And so to me, we're continuing on the journey of solving customer irritants at pace. And then for me, finally, it's customer obsession. All of this that we're doing is, in fact, to build a customer-obsessed culture that is sustainable and living and breathing across the organization. And so we're going to be looking at things like routines and rituals. What are the routines and rituals that are very unique to TD? What are the ones that are going to reinforce the culture that we want to build? And how do we build them in again to how we operate? So we'll have a whole body of work on really looking at how to drive customer obsession. And all this ultimately is to get us back to undisputed CX leadership. That's our aspiration ultimately is to be the best of the best and the lead, a leading CX organization. We've been there before. And we have no doubt that we'll get back there as we continue to kind of focus on on all these, you know, crucial areas. Amazing. I love all of those angles you're looking at and ultimately building that customer obsession engine so that it can hopefully run itself and you can even think larger and larger about where you want to go for the customer. Great. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your insights, sharing your journey. Uh, It's been a pleasure having you on. Absolutely. And thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forrester.com or message us on Twitter at cx underscore cast. As always, you can find us at www.thecxcast.com or on your favorite podcast platform. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights.